0: The largest one is about eight inches. That's ever recorded is only eight inches. So literally the size of so a big hand. Yeah, big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um Freud didn't slip on something.
1: I, I, I try so hard not to like laugh at that. But... <laughs>
0: yes let's do this all right we
1: are back guys welcome back this is the chemist confessions podcast a human conversation on all the skincare science we talk about i'm
0: victoria and i'm gloria and gloria today what are we talking about we are revisiting vitamin c i feel like we've been avoiding this for some time (laughs) just because there's a lot that we've already talked about. But we do rant a lot about it. Yes, but there's always more. And what's really exciting is Victoria decided to take a bullet for all of y'all and got all the cult favorite vitamin C dupes out there and put them to the test. So yeah. we will be sharing all of that shortly. Y'all keep
1: asking. We finally heard y'all. It's time. Um, but before we get into it, let's do a little bit of nice words. So I wanted to keep it short and sweet with a couple of them. So this is a review about Mr. Reliable. Title is Perfect Moisturizer. This person writes, exceeded all expectations. I'm completely and utterly obsessed. It smells luxurious and doesn't feel too heavy. The end. (laughs) We love Mr. Reliable as well. (laughs) And yes, there is a fragrance with it. It has been dosed with a, a smidge of essential oils. And that's because Mr. Reliable evolves into quite a smell. Nothing bad. Um, it's just the nature of the actives that yep. we incorporate, as it it just, resides. Yes, in
0: the <laughs> I I feel like sometimes I with the smells, mm-hmm. I'm like I want to point my finger to the culprit, mm-hmm. and I forget that sometimes it's just we get ambitious, we put too many things in it, and we it's usually it the combination. It's kind of like how vitamin C turns into hot dog water. Mm-hmm. By itself, it doesn't really smell like anything, but with that. Famous c Farula combo, it just wants a hot dog. (laughs) Yeah. Its it's essence is
1: hot dog. (laughs) All right. Second one. This is Baby Steps Exfoliator.
0: The title is Great. Great product and non-irritating formula. I think I prefer gold standard as my skin can handle something a bit stronger, but I like this for when I want some exfoliation that is a little bit mild.
1: Yeah. I wanted to share this one because I really liked that she talked about gold standard as well. We do really see Gold Standard and Baby Steps as foil products, Mm -hmm. that Gold Standard is really that expert level exfoliator, while Baby Steps is just that gentle mile. I think that explains it perfectly, and how people can actually use both, given their skin scenario. Yeah. I think you you use it both, I use both.
0: Um, Victoria loves to say that I'm the acid queen, because I can use really Mm. high-level glycolic acid, Mm. no problem whatsoever. But there are just weeks that I want to dial back to a baby step, whether the two of us are testing new formula, I'm a little worried my skin's going to be sensitized, or I just went to the beach, skin is just a little bit agitated. Just depending on my scenario, I will dial back down to a baby steps. And even though gold standard is the gold standard, it'll get you that punchier skin texture and hyperpigmentation skin benefits. But at the same time, the goal is to never overexfoliate. So if you want to know that... Just doing something good for your skin, but with the less risk of overexfoliating, baby steps what we recommend. Hell yeah. Okay. Final product. <laughs> 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 All right.
1: Final product. Um, blank Slate Gel Cleanser. The title is basically a perfect cleanser. So she writes, this cleanser works really well and is completely non-irritating. It doesn't foam up a lot, but it spreads easily and cleans without leaving my skin feeling stripped or like there's a residue left over. I also like that the bottle is clear so I can see how much is left and when I need to reorder. This is my go-to cleanser now. I feel like... Because we're not marketers, we have a hard time describing Mm -hmm. our formulas, and I feel like her experience pretty much sums up the Blank Slate experience.
0: Yep. It is straightforward (laughs) and no frills, but does the job very, very well.
1: Yeah, totally. So with that, um, we are just really proud of all the uh, reviews we receive. We don't incentivize or pay for any of them, and also a lot of our lovely customers share their routines as well. So... We love for you to check them out. And today we finally also get to share that our new website is up.
0: (laughs) It is up. It is up. So we're running a website special. So use the code new site new me for 15% <laughs> off. And for podcast listeners, you can also combine it with your coupon chemist coin to get an additional $5 off. As a thank
1: you. And also as a thank you for continuously listening to us being like, our website's very close.
0: I, s- I still remember our a couple. Our so
1: close. <laughs> we're launching next week. Uh, I mean, the week after.
0: I think a couple episodes ago, I dropped a line. The new website should be up, and if it's not up, it's a tragedy. Yeah, it was a tragedy, but we Fixed everything. Our yes. lovely developer was incredibly patient through the process oh, and held our hand through this. I think we asked like some of what I feel like is the dumbest questions ever, but also everything's
1: probably dumbest execution in some <laughs> aspects.
0: <laughs> no, I just remember like you asked a bunch of questions like, "What does this do?" And we're like, "Right, oh, uh-huh, uh huh, right." It yes, yes. We'll <laughs> get back to you. <laughs>
1: yeah so anyways yeah don't forget to use your chemist coin uh promo code while you purchase your products otherwise let's get right into the meat because i think this one will be fun. it'll be fun Mm -hmm. um so in the first section we'd actually like we thought about this and we're like sorbic acid is the og the gold standard but we're not doing a review
0: right gloria i we thought about it (laughs) because the way we break down our meat is usually part one is more biology the history the science Mm -hmm. and part two is shopping and more about products you'll find and we were like man we've done this a lot with ascorbic acid how many times uh, do
1: you guys want to hear about ascorbic acid
0: <laughs> in 2018 we did this post and then in 2019 we did a blog and then in 2020 <laughs> we did a podcast so anyway if you want to uh, a quick reminder on all the nitty-gritty behind ascorbic acid testing why it's considered the gold standard mm. check out our blog post check out our podcast episodes of the past links here there everywhere so we're gonna dive into more of the stuff that we haven't talked about yet about ascorbic acid yeah,
1: so while we were kind of going down memory lane and reviewing any if there are any new references, I think Gloria and I realized that we could turn this to, into a game of did you know. Um, so we highlighted a few did you know scenarios that we'd love to share with you guys. Some of you guys might know these, some of you guys don't, um, but generally should serve as a good review of ascorbic acid serums and how to use them. But we'll start with one very simple is, did you know that ascorbic acid research started roughly about 50 years ago with a Dr. Pinnell, who that lab basically has pioneered and really, I I would say, houses the most data around ascorbic acid. And it was kind of a, um, I don't want to say pissing match, but a competition
0: with other molecules. So, Dr. Pinnell, for those of you don't know, is the founder of SkinCeuticals. You'll still find a history of Dr. Pinnell and his work on uh, SkinCeuticals' website. That man, if you read his papers, had it out. out. (laughs) Had it out for everyone else. He had it out. Not
1: just for vitamin C derivatives, but also for other antioxidant
0: molecules. I think there was one where he was like, oh, oh, you think CoQ10 is hot? Let me show you why it's not. <laughs> that was his whole, that was his life's work. He he's every new, like, exciting, yeah. quote-unquote, sexy antioxidant yeah. that the industry was trying to make happen. Dr. Pinnell said, poosh. Yeah. I don't um, think so. Let me think about that. Uh, not on my watch.
1: <laughs> and what's fascinating is his lab is still going strong today. Um, you'll still find that he might pop into a few papers as like a back-end author. Um, so yeah, I just still going strong, that lab. Yes. Yeah, man. S-
0: still sniping <laughs> <laughs> new anti ending dreams for herbs and TCMs left right.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's great for us. And it's also I think the the main gripe that you always hear about is most antioxidants despite the in vitro data, just terrible degradation. And that is the general issue with this category. So yeah, so that's the first, did you know? All right, second, did you know? Did you know that the 20% concentration is actually a validated number? And what I mean by that is that's really um, the max concentration recommended um to be used topically for skin i think the reason why i wanted to share this as a review is because percentages have gone carried away gloria and i have seen them
0: off the rails i think (laughs) i mean i understand where that came from um, because when we first started, the bigger offense the industry was undertaking is they're claiming these sexy actors, But as chemists just decoding ingredient lists, we know they are sprinkling that stuff in and you're not really getting the benefits thereof.
1: Gloria coined the term cat sneeze worth. And I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah.
0: And I think after <laughs> after a couple of years, the industry has taken a sharp left turn where they're like, percentages matter. Great. Let me, let's me let turn it into a pissing match of like, <laughs> you got 15, I got 18. You got 20, I got 25. <laughs> but why stop there? Why not 28%? Yeah. And honestly, more is not always more when it comes to actives. Of course, there's a threshold where below which you're not really getting any of the benefits, mm-hmm. but there's also upper limit to hey, man, like if you're rubbing 50% vitamin C, you're not really getting that benefit.
1: Yes. And so the Dr. Pinnell's lab did a percutaneous absorption study. And the reason why I want to share this is because it's also a reminder of that pH of 3.5 is actually quite important to the absorption as well. And then on they looked at varying concentrations of vitamin C to see how skin is generally absorbing that. And they found that 20% was the cutoff. And anything more than that didn't do anything. So,
0: Oh, by that, um, we don't mean it doesn't work anymore, but it just doesn't give you more benefit. Yes. It's capped. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So there are, I did look, there are serums out there touting even 30% vitamin C. This is just a reminder that you don't have to keep punching up past Mm -hmm. 20%. There's... There's even, and one of the serums we'll go over in Me Part Two, they tout 23% ascorbic acid, which I don't know why. But anyway, so if that's a determining factor in your shopping experience, it shouldn't have
0: to be. Yeah, we always say between 10 to 20. Anything yeah. in that range that doesn't irritate your skin is a go. And I do want to add that the caveat here is these are water based formulas. So you, sometimes you'll find suspensions at really high levels. Yeah. That could help efficacy, but my personal take is at that level in that kind of format. It's on me. It's very irritating as yes, well.
1: Yes, starting to feel that stinging feel. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> and that should not tell you it's working. Definitely not. Some especially people use it as an indicator. Some but yeah. people love that. Yeah, my my husband loves <laughs> popping his pimples. I know us acne people. We we
1: understand. Yeah,
0: and when he it's gotta go, man. <laughs> when he uses product on his kind of fresh wound, he's like, ah, ha ah, ha, it burns. I'm almost like, is it okay? He's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The burning means it's working. I was like, Ooh. oh god, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way.
1: Don't have to be a
0: sadist. <laughs> Whatever flows his boat. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, awesome. So. Next one. Did you know ascorbic acid actually helps with both collagen production and collagen degradation? And those are two separate mechanisms. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that people um, kind of forget. They just think collagen, ascorbic acid.
0: Bueno, keep going. Yeah, and this is why we love talking about skin mechanisms where there's a lot Mm. of data to show kind of the journey that vitamin C goes through, or not even vitamin C, any molecule. Because this is an area where it's kind of lacking in skincare, but... The reason being, it's just really tough to kind of yeah. funnel it down to the specific pathways because skin is so complex. Yeah. Just like Victoria mentioned, collagen is not just about what you hear about like, oh, I should either put it on my skin or I should do something where it promotes collagen production. As we age, part of the reason why we develop some of the you know skin texture, topography, and density changes is not just from the... um. Uh, lacking the production side of things it's when you the breakdown also speeds up and that kind of um, balance is very important
1: yeah and just like a mini review and we'll have to share the cartoon that we Mm -hmm. sketched a long time ago but um, one of the issues with collagen degradation is sometimes when your collagen degrades the structure is poor and those sites are kind of compromised in a way And when those sites become compromised, the fibroblasts who are, uh, they are meant to come in and to help with all of that replacement and production, they have less and less sites to build, then replenish that collagen. And that's why this process over time becomes a lot more inefficient. And it's, that's why it's like both matters on the production side and the degradation side. So this is why, you know, ascorbic acid, you always hear it gets touted. I think it's whispered into the marketing realm, but it's because they can't talk about it. It's a drug claim. I feel like there's not a really good understanding of why mm-hmm. vitamin C is linked to collagen.
0: Anyways, there you go. And actually I kind of want to circle back to the paper yeah. we just talked about because yeah. I realized that we were so honing on on concentration yeah. and we didn't really go into the pH part. Yes. Let's do it. So we know we usually take the stance of yeah. you know pH is w- just one of the factors. Yeah. When it comes to ascorbic acid, it's a pretty important factor and it's it has to do with how at a lower pH the formula is more stable but it actually also affects how your skin takes out vitamin C.
1: Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's a good point, Gloria, just to remind everyone. So when they looked at the percutaneous absorption, one of the things they looked at, was, one of the things they found was that daily application of 15% ascorbic acid at a pH of 3.2 happened to increase L-sorbic acid levels 20-fold, and tissue levels were saturated after three days. That means that they found that the sorbic acid levels had basically, with um, continued, to remain in skin for three days after, and so this is why we want to emphasize. If you're ever wondering why not vitamin C pH level is so low, there's this, not only is it a characteristic of ascorbic acid, but it's also really important to these water-based serums for it to have that low-level pH. And that's why we're, we kind of say, you know, concentration matters, pH matters in the actual efficacy of the product for ascorbic acid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
1: Good reminder. All right. Finally, let's talk about its free radical benefits. So I think everyone knows the this portion probably the most in comparison to all the other aspects Mm -hmm. um but yeah let's let's dig dig in a little
0: bit yeah so everyone i feel like people reach for antioxidants or vitamin c for this purpose is as we all know, when you're exposed to elements like the sun pollution, your skin produces free radical and that in turn attack your skin cells and causes premature aging and usually in the form of photo damage. And antioxidant is supposed to quench these free radicals, thereby protecting your skin cells, your mitochondria, your DNA. But this is where we have a hard time with other non-ascorbic acid Antioxidants. A lot of other antioxidants is not proven to work topically on skin, even though they are free radical quenchers in a test tube in a petri dish. That doesn't always mean it translates directly to in skin cells. Vitamin C uh, is proven in that capacity. But what's also interesting is a lot of people are like, oh, so that means it's like kind of like a post on treatment. If I yeah. go out and I get sunburned, I can apply vitamin C and cure my skin, right?
1: Yeah. And so, Dr. Pinnell also did that <laughs> <laughs> He thought of everything. But basically, they wanted to understand, like, um, when vitamin C should be applied. And they noted that if you apply vitamin C post-UV exposure, they found that even applied 30 minutes, one hour, or two hours after there was no photoprotective effects. Yeah. So this is a reminder that if you've been using your vitamin C serum prior to your, I guess, big sun moment, um, helpful if you get sunburned and think you should douse yourself in vitamin C, eh, it's not worth
0: it. Yeah, I, I think it's a good reminder that preventative work, yeah. it's a long-term game, yeah. you know, stay consistent. It's doing the work Behind the scenes, right? Once the damage is there, and I want all too late. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's so interesting because a lot of people will will almost think about it as a as a treatment, yeah. and, Um, like an actively corrective treatment. Yeah.
1: Like, oh, I must have vitamin C today. I got a lot of sun yesterday.
0: Yeah, and I also think that's such a great um scholarly paper because one of the OG studies that. Dr. Pannell also did was, you know, you apply a blank formula, you apply vitamin C, and mm-hmm. then you irradiate skin with UV, and you calculate the damage, mm-hmm. and you see that vitamin C is preventative. I also think that most people stop there and be like, "Oh, okay, it works." Da da. Like the application order post damage is definitely something that not a lot of people look into. So yeah, great study. Totally.
1: And finally, one thing I did want to add was. If you're ever wondering why tocopherol is in vitamin E is in these formulas, just a reminder that it's actually because they did find a synergistic effect with vitamin C specifically for its antioxidant effect. They actually looked at vitamin E and vitamin C with UVB and UVA, and they did find that that combination together is
0: the best for both mm-hmm. um and
1: so that's kind of a did you know vitamin e actually does something where yeah it's
0: not there just for the ride for the story yeah it's good. <laughs> yeah
1: exactly and i also we can tell you as formulators vitamin e ends up in a lot of products because of its functionality and in helping to basically improve you know the formula shelf life but for us it's kind of just like it Eh, add a drop, like whatever, move on. <laughs> and I just feel like for chemists too, we would hear this and be like, right, it can actually do something sometimes. Yeah,
0: vitamin <laughs> E, I think for me, sometimes t- is basically the vitamin world glycerin. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, put that shit in everything. Yeah, when exactly. in doubt, add vitamin E. When in doubt,
1: you think it might turn a color, put vitamin E.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lip product, you need a clay, vitamin E.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. And then I did want to share one thing, which I thought was kind of cool, was did you know that vitamin C, ascorbic acid, has been tested to treat melasma, which I think is a pretty difficult realm and not one that I personally hear about. You usually hear about it with general hyperpigmentation Mm -hmm. in that it does have brightening benefits as a tyrosinase inhibitor, but... I was surprised to know that they have done a clinical with melasma, and I did want to share that they used a 25% concentration, which is higher than
0: 20. I know what we just said. (laughs) (laughs) It will still work at a lower percentage, (laughs) but this one was done at 25.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So 25% concentration for melasma for 16 weeks. They actually had the participants use it twice daily, Mm. whereas typically you're using it once a day Mm -hmm. and they did find significant improvement but what i did want to call out here is the only before and afters that they shared are in black and white which just makes it a little difficult to see is the thing with melasma is topically you're never going to be able to fully erase it Yeah, yeah exactly but if you see in these Before and afters, there is a reduction, but it's not completely gone. Mm -hmm. And I think that will be the case for, even if let's say you use this serum for three years, I don't believe that you're gonna see complete removal of melasma.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I still think, even in black and white, I think the pictures are pretty impressive. It's Mm -hmm. very obvious that there is improvement. Totally. And I always suspect that vitamin C's role and efficacy in hyperpigmentation is part of why it's so, So popular. Yeah. Because if you're using a really good antioxidant and its purpose is to prevent damage, Mm -hmm. what you're using is something that when it works, you see no change in skin. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Yeah. Me. (laughs) So it it turns into a religious moment where, like, I am preventing damage, right? (laughs) I vitamin C, see if you're prone to hyperpigmentation, like me, you kind of notice that, like, brightening effect overall, and that definitely incentivizes people to keep going. You're on to something good. But uh, just know that it's a slightly different mechanism. It's an additional benefit to his antioxidant pathway.
1: Yeah. I also feel like it's kind of like that trustful where you're like, you're like okay,
0: you got yeah. me you, when that time ca- comes, you're gonna right? You're to catch my free radicals, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got me, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. I didn't see a difference in eight weeks. Boy, no. <laughs> Says no one ever. So this category is definitely very tough. But yeah. yeah.
1: It's kind of a genius, like, business model, right? Because you're kind of, in a way, selling a You're selling religion.
0: Dream. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, and I do want to bring up that in this study, what's interesting is it doesn't matter what percentage of vitamin C mm-hmm. you're using, if you're, like if if hyperpigmentation is one of your core skin concerns, consider dialing up to using it twice a day. That's yeah. totally fine. And if your skin your is, point. I will say of all the top actives, like retinols, high levels of glycolic acid, vitamin C is less likely to irritate your skin with that elevated usage level.
1: Totally. And I, didn't put this in detail for this episode, but I did also want to call out that there is a clinical out there that actually topically used 5% vitamin C for six months. Mm-hmm. And they also saw benefit, but this wasn't for melasmas for simple like anti aging wrinkle. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were looking at surface and general firmness of skin. And they did saw see benefits as well. So, you know, for those of you who let's say maybe have super sensitive skin to sorbic acid a 5% serum is also possible. It's just general time length will probably take longer. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Great. So that's me, part one and did you know?
0: I, I <laughs> hope this was fun, guys. This was fun for me. <laughs> Ma's fun, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> but it's time to break it up. Yes. Alright,
1: let's
0: break, 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 break it up. Break break break, 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 break it up. Break, break, break it up. Break, break, break it up. Woo! You know, I am pleasantly surprised this Animal Corner stayed with us through the entire journey you of know, our, the podcast.
1: Recently, we got a comment that was like, really enjoyed your podcast, but also love to learn about the peacock spider. And I'm like, <laughs> that's,
0: this is never leaving. Yeah, no, it's really fun for us. <laughs> yeah. so, it's We always think it's very self-serving, but I'm totally. glad our listeners enjoy it as is. well. <laughs> yes. So today, this week is my turn. And... I'm going to throw my husband under the bus a little bit here. We uh, we went to the Monterey Aquarium recently, and everyone's looking at the crown jewel of the Monterey um, Aquarium, which is their sea otter exhibit. Very, very adorable. Check out their YouTube channel. Yep. Pretty Yeah, good. super cute. And otters <laughs> are really curious, very active, mm-hmm. and very inquisitive creatures, so mm-hmm. they're a ton of fun. They, their toys are basically like dog toys. They have little puzzles <laughs> and things like that. But anyway, while we we're there at the otter exhibit, everyone there are a lot of um there are a lot of kids there, and everyone's like, Oh my god, my favorite animal's the otter, me too, woo. So just like, you know, for funsies I'll say, Hey Chris, what's your favorite um aquatic animal? And this man goes are we talking fresh water or salt water? So it's like, uh... How you know he fishes? Yeah, I was like, I don't know, I don't care. Are they not the same? He goes, well, fresh water, clearly the alligator, and salt water, the shark. I was like, well, okay, between shark and alligator, if you had to pick one. And he's like, well, I don't really know because they will never fight each other. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Your definition of how much you like an animal is... It's the MMA of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I want to pick the McGregor of the animal kingdom. And I was like, dude, that is such a dude thing to say. Because, goes, yeah, like if, if they get in a fight, who will win? And that's how I know. I was like, wow. And then... I feel like YouTube heard our conversation or something. Of course. After that, for a course. whole week, I keep getting served the ads to Megalodon 2. <laughs> and it's all these like giant sharks. And you know,
1: a movie you thought would never make another one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Now prehistoric. Yeah, I and... guess
1: because they don't have Piranha anymore. Uh, that's no right. Jaws. They need a shark movie. Yeah. Sharknado's over.
0: Like... So now it's the Meg. Right. Yeah, the Meg. Meg the Meg. Too. Yeah. And I look at the. I look at the trailer, I'm like, man, that looks really dumb. And Chris is like, sick. <laughs> so, in honor of uh, my husband's fascination with really gigantic mon- ocean monsters that Sharks. can F you up, I'm going to look at.
1: No, I was going to just. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just saying, because I think I saw a recent ad for Meg2. Uh-huh. And one of the craziest things was. No explanation. Mm-hmm. T Rex walking along beach. <laughs> yes! And then Shark comes and eats T Rex that's just like strolling. Makes no <laughs> sense. Yeah,
0: but but Chris is like, raw. Yeah, whoa. So, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, sick. <laughs> so,
1: uh, Sounds like a fun hmm. day, Gloria, that you're gonna go on soon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, guys, (laughs) we haven't seen a movie in months and we're probably going to go see the Meg.
1: (laughs) Of all things.
0: Yeah. Yes. So today I'm going to take a left turn from his fascination with giant ocean monsters and talk about the world's smallest shark. Because when he said he loves sharks, I was like, well, are we talking hammerhead, tiger? Like there's a lot of sharks. He was like the big one. I was like, oh, okay. A
1: nurse shark's pretty big.
0: Yeah. But they don't eat meat. Nope. He's like, great white. (laughs) I was like, okay, fine. But I'm going to go the left turret and talk about the world's smallest shark. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. <clears throat> so, today we're talking about the dwarf lantern shark. Oh, okay. It's super tiny. It is the size of your palm, but it's got all the sharky features, like it's got rolls of teeth. I think it's got like 30 rolls of teeth and everything else. Oh. It's a carnivore. It lives deep, deep, deep in the ocean. It only comes up to feed once in a while. And because it's unique nature, actually, in general, deep sea creatures, we just don't know a lot about because, you know, Mm. the humans aren't even outfitted to explore the deep ocean Mm -hmm. until relatively recently. And you just, you're at a whim. The ocean is so vast. When you go that deep, you kind of find what you find. And it's it's hard to even sight a second one. Yeah. So we don't know a lot about this creature except, the females are generally speaking larger than the males. They tend to be seven to eight inches. The largest one is about eight inches. That's ever recorded is only eight inches. So literally the size of some, a big hand. Yeah, big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Freud didn't slip i time. saw
1: that <laughs> i'm I so hard not to like laugh at that
0: but i was like excuse um males are generally smaller they on average clock in at around six inches so you know male lantern shark about yay big <laughs> 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 yeah, they're pretty petite, they're really adorable. They are only found not just in the deep ocean, but a very specific part of the deep ocean. They're off the coast, northern coast of South America, usually only sighted off the coast of Venezuela and Colombia. Oh, it's very specific. Yeah, very, very specific. And that's why we don't really know a lot mm. about this guy. Uh, lantern sharks in general are is actually a pretty vast category of sharks. Uh, lantern shark is just one of many. But when, why they're called the lantern shark is that they glow in the dark. They have these, they have these like photophores where it basically produces light. And biologists think that this is to attract prey. Sure. And when you get up to the top of the ocean, that extra light reflection mm-hmm. kind of help you blend into the waves too, so it's hard to spot. Um, it might be similar yeah. to like the anglerfish. And yeah, no, actually, that's exactly it. Because does um, it look better than an angler? Fish? Yes, the light source is not hanging oh, yeah. like here. <laughs> yeah. It's the shark is kind of cute, but they have these because they're deep in the ocean. The eyes their are eyes are like big, bulgy, and they when you fish them out, they are like gloss over white. So it looks kind of creepy, mm. but for far away, it's really cute because they're they're shaped like a shark but just tiny so cartoon shark yeah glow-in-the-dark cartoon shark speaking of cartoon sharks i when i was doing research for this i was like well there's not a lot people know about this this particular species of shark but it didn't take me long before I landed on this kid's YouTube page called <laughs> The Octonauts, which I don't even know what it is. But they literally had a YouTube episode. It's like a 20-minute like episode kid's cartoon that teaches the kids about ocean stuff. Oh. And they well, specifically great. talk about the dwarf lantern shark. And I'll post the clip here. Octonauts is a
1: pretty good name.
0: Yeah, and it's these... I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't really know the show at all, but uh, if you go to 7 minutes, they literally meet a shark, and they decided to give the dwarf lantern shark a British accent for whatever reason. (laughs) A tiny shark! Oh, thank goodness you saw my flashing. I'm glad it helped you find me. We lantern sharks use our lights to find each other. Fascinating.
1: Well, I've never seen a shark as small as you.
0: Everybody says that. (laughs) And they're like,
1: Oh my god. Even though it's next to Venezuela. Correct. (laughs) They're
0: like, Oh my god, that is the smallest shark I've ever seen. And the dwarf shark's like, Hello. (laughs) 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 It's kind of silly, but here you go. That's great. The dwarf lantern shark. Yay!
1: Adorable deep-sea fish. Awesome. I do find deep-sea fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, the things that you see, it looks so alien. It totally makes you believe that there is an alien species out there. Because, like, they're just not of... Yeah. They're just like three three I don't know, steps removed from the actual shark you're used to seeing.
0: That's such a good point. So if any of you have the chance to visit Monterey, yeah. definitely go to Aquarium. In addition to the adorable otters, they actually have a section dedicated to deep sea exploration. Oh, awesome. And they catch, they have, I think it's one of the few deep sea exhibits in the world. And there's all these weird glowy stuff. Yeah. When it's deep in there, there's a lot of jellies. And those jellies are
1: weird as hell. <laughs> this is funny you say one. It's deep in there.
0: <laughs> Today is about Freudian slips, I guess. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's a jelly. <laughs> no,
1: for sure. I, I find it so fascinating. So yeah.
0: Awesome. Cool. All that, right. Ooh, let's get into what you guys are all here for. Now for the lantern <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's
1: get into all the vitamin C dupes finally we're taking a look at this uh it's been years yeah. people ask us oh like which dupe should i buy you know should i pay for skin skinceutical so we're gonna try to answer all of that
0: before we get into it just really quick for those of you really new to the vitamin c landscape yeah. skinceutical c ferulic mm. is considered the og the vitamin c serum thanks to dr Pinnell. yep it's a dr Pinnell creative formula it's a synergistic combo that is really famous now that patent has since expired. <laughs> so a bunch of dupes. Yep. So now when you search for C. Ferulic, you have a gazillion choices. Victoria tested them all. Maybe yeah, not all of them, not all. but a good chunk of them. Yeah, so
1: we obviously we weren't going to test 50 of them, but we took what we think are generally the most popular or probably you'll come across the most often. And yeah, I'll go through them right now. So we looked at May loves. We looked at Cosrx, uh Paula's Choice Dr. Brenner which you purchase on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Timeless, which is one that Gloria and I often recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh and for fun, we decided to do The Ordinary's 8% sorbic acid serum, but that is not a true uh water-based serum that's actually anhydrous, strictly in propane dial. So It's really more kind of just like a fun, let's just see what happens when we test it. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we decided, why not just make a crude lab sample fresh batch so that we kind of have this like almost like control of like, if you made it fresh, like kind of just seeing that power degrades. Yeah, Yeah, that time point. So going through this, the general price range is anywhere between 20 bucks to I think the most example, 55? yeah, and most expensive is Polish choice at 55 mm-hmm. and the formulas can vary. Some are pretty simple or just like straight up knockoffs
0: of C for uh-huh. like
1: others do try to add a couple active actives frills, I would say. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think one of the most notable ones, the one that kind of made me go is definitely the COSAR-X formula Mm -hmm. they try to squeeze a lot of things in there and they have pretty much the highest ascorbic acid level of the formulas we tested. 23%, we don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, so on top of that they added caffeine, which I mean, doesn't really do anything anyway. <laughs> they add glutathione, which is another really famous um, antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Adenosine, which is for anti aging. Lanthorn, which is for soothing. On nice. top of Sinema, the. Yeah, just local extract. Uh, But all of
1: this is at pretty low levels. This comes after the preservatives, so you're just not really expecting like major percentages here.
0: Yeah, especially when the ascorbic acid takes up a quarter of the formula, you're not left with a lot of room to do other stuff. No, no, uh, not
1: at all. So what we decided to do was go ahead and... Bake them. Let's just bake them. Bake them all. (laughs) So, and well, we bake them and... The reason why we bake them is because this is essentially accelerated stability testing. We just want to see what the outcome is over roughly three weeks and we check in every week. Um, So if you look at the initial starting point, um, you'll see for the most part, everything looks good. Mm -hmm. But one thing to note is Cosrx, right out of the gate, starts out pretty yellow. Mm -hmm. And Gordon, I can confirm, comes with a scent already.
0: You know what's really weird is like, we, with the C for Lulic formulas obviously the the classic one of the most notable things about this formula is it smells a little bit like hot dog water so we're expecting it from most of these formulas but I was not expecting smoky hot dog right out the gate. Yeah,
1: usually that's something that you evolve into. Because mm-hmm. um, we can say for all these other ones, there's not really a, a strong scent. Like a faint doggy dog.
0: Like you, hot dog water, now you're chomping into a hot dog.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, it just kind of has that. Yeah, I, it, something like that. But it's it's faint. Mm-hmm. And then this one is very strong. Yeah, so that's how it all started. Then we go to week one. Then we start to see something interesting happen. So in the picture, you'll see there's like a kind of a gunk speck in the timeless product. And we would ignore that because that's just um, kind of this buildup that happens in the pump. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just kind of the gunk. Um, So we wouldn't consider that a bad thing. But we should definitely talk about the airless pump because... That is one of the issues of using, putting vitamin C in an
0: airless. So part of the degradation process for ascorbic acid is that it releases gas. Mm -hmm. So in a a dropper bottle, the right ones, the gas will just leave through the the bulb and you're fine. But for the pumps, it kind of builds up in it. And this is part of the reason why you don't really see vitamin C products being put in pumps. So when you click on it, it sputters and that gas builds up pressure in it, and whatever formula that's might be still stuck in that gasket just has a really, really ass time. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So if you notice, if you I think Drunk Elephant's one is also yeah, in an in airless pump. pump. Yeah. If you notice any sort of sputtering Pfft. or jets out, um, <laughs> that's what's happening. Um, and it's kind of why we don't really love the airless pump format. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the phenomenon, phenomenons that happens. Speaking to that gas buildup, I should say both Polish Choice and X, upon opening, did the whole Sprite thing where it's like... Yeah. And X, more alarmingly, their dropper had ballooned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would say these are... General signs where we're starting like, hmm, all right, we need to keep looking at yeah, this. Yeah,
0: something might not be quite right. Yeah,
1: and so that's week one's takeaway.
0: But for the most part, everything else we
1: would say is pretty standard. Um, we are starting to see just a little bit more of that faint yellow coming in mm-hmm. um, for Maylove, even Dr. Brenner, even our own fresh solution. So, yeah, that's really the takeaway for week one. Week two. Yeah. Oh, Alright. So week two <laughs> is when we start seeing some Bigger funkiness. Differences. Yeah. And the biggest difference really comes with the Kosar I will say Paul's Choice after the first week of opening, it stopped with the I would say that gas release is less. East off. Less. Uh-huh. But Kosar continues its bulbous dropper form it's definitely bigger now yeah every time we get it out of the oven it just like comes out and it's like hello surprise (laughs) i am a balloon so very concerning and the other issue is that we're starting to see something funky happen with the formula itself where Mm -hmm. i basically dropped like three drops of each to give everyone like a good visual but you're starting to see the formula almost, like, not want to stay together. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, really funky, I Yeah, can say.
0: And we can see it on the droppers, too. There are just, like, parts that's clinging, parts that's not. It just doesn't look like it's happy with the bottle, with itself, with life. life. <laughs> Also, we can confirm the smell has oh. ever evolved. Oh, that's such a good point. I think Victoria was taking the picture and I was sitting yeah. a ways away like doing my work and I just went, oh, oh my God. Like aged split pea soup. Yeah,
1: and like Gloria will walk in and like into the office and then she'd be like, what is that smell? <laughs> it's like, it's not me, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> yeah, so really funky all around. That would probably be the biggest learning. And then I would say one thing other, the other kind of interesting to note that I've kind of pointed out to Gloria is like we do see Timeless's formula color pretty quickly. Yeah, And that was something that it's, Compared to the others is just, I don't know what it is, but it's a lot more rapid. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see in the final um, t- the final third week, w- that transformation too. All right. So in the final third week. Um, boy, oh boy. You can see that really, I would say, tea color really mm-hmm. come in. That's a nice way
0: of putting it, tea (laughs) color. (laughs) Yeah, that's very flattering. Coffee. (laughs) Fine-aged vitamin C. (laughs) Yeah, so that
1: yellowing really comes in a lot more saturated now. Timeless definitely has the darkest one of them all. Mm -hmm. And what is not very clear in this picture is there is almost like, um, I would say there's like, deepened color aspects to the drop so that was one thing um but really the issue is just cosrx again just taking uh, just all the red flags so still very bulbous when we pulled it out smells even more aged (laughs) (laughs) smells not great but now we're actually getting like true separation mm-hmm. and and I tried to do a close up of the droplet, but you can actually see there's like a clear liquid mm-hmm. kind of pulling out. Mm-hmm. and then the dropper itself has got really weird clinging of specks happening,
0: yep, you can see it and the orange uh, orange specks on the um in mm-hmm. the picture,
1: yeah, so. Yeah. And so that I would say that's probably the most surprising out of mm-hmm. all this. We would say, in conclusion, we would definitely not pass COSARS.
0: Yeah. We feel like this formula maybe got too ambitious on the bashing, s- fitting in as many actors yeah. as possible realm. They tried a lot with this formula, but the reality is, I think vitamin C product should let vitamin C shine yeah. there's something in there that is not not compatible the pro, the packaging selection probably could have been better to you from the bulbous. but like if you have a vitamin C serum and you're like is that dropper getting bigger it's not your imagination yeah. it happens when it releases gas but it shouldn't look like that. it shouldn't be twice the size of your original dropper. We actually have an old picture of when you left like vitamin C uh, C for uh, skin suticals sit around for like two years yeah. and ignore what happens. It, it literally want to explode on you. Yeah, but at three weeks in, uh, even on accelerated, uh, accelerated testing, we'll say this is way too fast.
1: Also, I think the fact that it just kept happening over and over again yeah. is also a really bad sign. Yeah. So that was just alarming all around. And so we would say that Cosrx is probably the best example of when mm-hmm. to throw out your product. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are seeing kind of like all of these things happening in your formula, um, we would say it's probably a strong pass. And there are other ones that you're like totally okay to use that are better Um shelf that have much better shelf life than this one so mm-hmm. that would be one thing the second thing is i definitely felt like the timeless as much as we say timeless is a great um dupe, dupe a that we recommend i don't love this packaging at the end of it i have noticed that like the, and i should say this was purchased through amazon this plastic, I don't know, it's just not ideal. I feel like the way that it ages over time is just so much more rapid.
0: Yeah, and the original time was in a dropper bottle and they replaced it with this airless pump. Yeah. And something that we noticed is one, of course, air builds up and it sputters out. And two is if you hold it against a light, it's not actually as opaque as it looks. So I suspect the light um, going Mm. through it doesn't help it age well either. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So word on the street is, Timeless is actually, they are changing that packaging. Mm -hmm. Um, You can actually buy what is now their glass airless pump um, on their website, which should be a much better replacement than the one on Amazon. So our recommendation would be, if you love your Timeless, try buying it on their website their new packaging versus this one because mm-hmm. i'd say this is not great yeah the other thing i think we should talk about is price point
0: yeah the, uh, the original skin skincericals i'm choking <laughs> on my words i say it is because it's kind more expensive it's Holy so crap. expensive i feel like 10 years ago when i joined the industry i think it was at like 140 yeah. a bottle, and now it's like what 160 yeah. or something like that it's <gasps> very very pricey so, and this is why it kind of opens the door for all these dupes mm-hmm. to come come on the market. And even within the dupes, we see it getting more expensive because I think when we first start recommending people maybe turn to a timeless, it's like 20 bucks. But yep. now you're looking at more in the $30 mm-hmm. range. And then of course you have your polish Choice, which is in the $50 range and Drunk Elephant, which is in like the 80 $90 range. Mm-hmm. We would say just based on this test, Price is not a determining factor to quality.
1: Yeah, totally. I think we should say if you love the OG skin SkinCeuticals formula and you can afford it, like, by all means. This is not to say that, you know, um, There, I think it's really more like it's what is working for you yeah. you should stick to. But the other aspect is, like, you know, do you need to pay – x more for let's say a formula that comes with more actives Mm -hmm. also not necessarily the case either like i think you know one thing we want to emphasize is vitamin c is as you can tell already difficult enough to stabilize but by adding a bunch of these other things can really uh create a lot of chaos, I yeah, feel like, for
0: sure. And
1: a lot of times, it will never be in there at enough, just because there is already so much vitamin C in the formula. Mm-hmm. So there's a case for that too. Is you know, it's not really necessarily about price. This is really about what's working for your skin. And also, generally, what has the best shelf life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I do want to remind everyone that this is, again, baked in an oven for three weeks. And this is... There's no, like, direct... It depends on your storage condition i should say this probably equates to it sitting your cabinet for probably about six months to um six to eight months in your yeah. in your shelf and we would say this is probably what you would expect to see but this is definitely not the type of product what all what all of these brands do pretty well is when we receive it it's obvious that it's at a pretty fresh level mm-hmm. this is not something you want to hoard even yeah. if it, there's a sale and you want to stock up Yeah don't just buy it, use it and just be done with it.
1: Such a good point. And we should also summarize, you know, so to kind of recap the formulas we like, you know, Glowmaker, uh, May Loves Glowmaker, Dr. Brenner's, even the t- timeless, you know, vitamin and polish choice. These are all perfectly fine to use. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of coloring change will happen, that's mm-hmm. normal. It's when you have to add on a bunch of these other things that might happen to the formula like COSRX is when you start feeling like eh, this shelf life really is not
0: great in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And last but not least, we have to, we haven't talk, mentioned yeah. this at all. We have to talk about the ordinary. Yeah. You might have
1: noticed that the color hasn't changed at, at all. all.
0: Perfectly clear.
1: Perfectly clear. No yellow tint whatsoever. What's happening there?
0: (laughs) So this is actually not like the rest of the formulas. It's a completely anhydrous or waterless formula. It's a very, very simple, true to the ordinary ethos. It's a very simple formula where ascorbic acid is just dissolved in propane diol, which is one of the solvents Mm -hmm. that you can use. And it also even has arbutin. Without water, 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 <laughs> air, light are the three culprits to your um your act of degrading. This is why we always tell you to store it
1: in vampire conditions, right?
0: Mm. Cool, dark, sealed. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> In it's coffin. If you want to add garlic, you do. You know? <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but you might look at this and be like, "This is great, right?" Yeah. And hydrous means it's completely stable. This is a clear winner in our books but we would say this is maybe not a hundred percent the case here
1: yeah so when you put something in like 99 percent of something well obviously not this is 92 percent. you know so this um when you use a solvent at such a high level there is always going to be a trade-off so the yeah. trade-off is going to be texture which to be fair this category doesn't really have the best texture but the other thing is irritation
0: yeah, we love propane diol. It's kind of like a cousin to propylene glycol. It's a very nice solvent. Mm-hmm. It adds a lot. Um, it's very useful all around. We use it in our products. But at 90 some odd percent, when you put on your skin neat, not everyone will have this reaction. But I started scratching my hand <laughs> on the ride home. It's just too much solvent means that it's a little irritating. Yep. And to give people context, usually in a more standard, formula you might use of anywhere between like five to maybe 10% mm-hmm. and 90% you definitely run the risk of irritation
1: on top of you know you have an anhydrous formula of a vitamin of vitamin c so you know it's definitely not gonna be a great alternative for everyone mm-hmm. um but I could see someone wanting to use this if let's say I don't know skin's robust you're also not great with your shelf life <laughs> You, you let the seal sit. things. <laughs>
0: like, Your bathroom gets really hot. My
1: brother leaves the cap off of everything. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh my ears. Why? If you, if you go to his bathroom, caps open oh, everywhere. Oh, it's like no. a danger zone. Oh, help. no. So maybe he would be a good one oh, for Oh, no. Brother Fu. <laughs> no. <laughs> brother Fu. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. So that was our study. Let's sum up some of the findings for you guys. And so you know what to shop for, what to look for when you're using your vitamin C. So first things first, color change isn't necessarily a bad thing. That's just the nature of vitamin C. Yeah,
0: there's a a degree to where we would say, beyond this point, it's time to go. So when it gets to that pretty deep orange. Coffee. eh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But when you're in that light amber zone, we say it's normal. It is what it is. The mother of all vitamin C skin i have done studies of it at various stages mm-hmm. and proved that it still works. So, eh, that's where we'll say. Yeah. Second thing is
1: if this color change happens, but other things are starting to happen, maybe it's time to start looking at it more closely. So, the first thing would be if you find that your droppers are starting to balloon mm. or your airless pumps are sputtering, mm, that's the next, like. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And if you open I, I had a really old C for look like form laying around before and when you open it, obviously I haven't touched it in some time, you open it, it goes pss, pss. and the next day you open it it goes ps. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, it's very, like, rapid. Performing exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ooh, I, I hear you. I understand that you're not happy with me. She's just like, <laughs> Yeah. It's probably not a good sign. Yeah. If your vitamin C hisses
1: at you, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe no. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, the, sorry, the final thing is, if your formula doesn't look uniform, you see floaties doesn't really like being like the glass dropper. Uh, a lot of times when you pull out a glass dropper, it should look like very beautifully uniform, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like water, right? It's everything smooth. But then you start seeing there's clumping happen.
0: Texture on the dropper.
1: That is not a good sign. Yeah, so definitely say, a red flag. Yeah. So we would say a culmination of these things, it's probably time to let this go and move on to a more fresh vitamin C serum but if you guys have questions definitely send us in your pictures we get a lot of them actually mm-hmm. in the past where people are like uh this is what my vitamin c serum looks like uh is, is it that okay? right <laughs> yeah um send them all in uh we're happy to let you guys know whether or not it's time to finally let it go
0: yeah so of all the ones we just tested which one would you use you and know, which one would you 100% not use? Well, I think there's a very <laughs> there. um
1: Actually, I, you know, I will say Dr. Brunner, totally mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good price. Uh, the Love is fine too, but also because, you know, Prime Day, anybody. Yep, but Dr. Yep. Brunner, 27 bucks, not bad. Similar price to Timeless, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I would say those two are my go-to too. I think Timeless used to be a little bit more reliable with the freshness of their batch, and I think the dropper bottle was better. But for now, I do think those two are um, the winners from this batch. Mm-hmm. Polestar is not bad, but it is twice the price point. And I want to add that it, it um, price point aside, there is slight texture differences with these mm. formulas. Um, Vitamin C, the OG, it's kind of it's watery and but it ends on this like kind of sticky note, yeah, and all this of, thing going on. yeah, and all of these has varying degrees of that texture. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So I would say it kind of comes down to personal preference at the end of it, uh, other than price point.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that was one of the reasons why we did um, like the timeless format because that one, in terms of texture wise, it just sometimes you just you'll spread it and it absorbs mm. and all of a sudden you just hear
0: stick yeah, like you just yeah. squee
1: <laughs> <laughs> you rub it and boom like yeah. oh, oh oh my god time to catch flies. <laughs> yeah no that's such a good
0: point so yeah i totally agree yeah and i would surprisingly never use the ordinary i, <laughs> I think that formula is just like I, well it makes you itchy
1: so i hope not
0: yeah the solvent heavy formulas is not my jam so that's me <laughs> i think
1: I, w- I would agree with that and i would feel the need to like mix it into something which is not ideal yeah so.
0: it's at 8 percent, which is not that high but it's still effective but if you're diluting it further then you're really not getting all that much benefit
1: yeah so that's it that wraps up our vitamin c dupe Test. yeah hope this was helpful yeah i we, hope
0: so yeah we were thinking about adding a little bit more on vitamin c derivatives in here but look at that it's an hour we're out of time so <laughs> we're saving that for the next meet <laughs> yep, yep uh yeah so to wrap up gloria where can they find us you can find us on our brand spanking new website Ooh. chemistconfessions.com you can contact us there you can tell us if the website looks beautiful we'll take any compliments <laughs> oh no seriously we'll take any compliments yes you can write to us at info at chemistconfessions.com or dm us on instagram at chemist.confessions you can post your questions here and that's it yeah we'll see you next week sounds good all right guys thank you so
1: much we'll see you next time bye